Welcome to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. Life Study emphasizes the capital L life that can be found in the scriptures. Jesus himself said in John 6:63, "The words I have spoken to you are spirit and are life." This is the fruit of over 70 years of ministry by Watchman Nee and Witness Lee. Watchman Nee began his ministry in China in the 1920s and it continued until his imprisonment and eventual martyrdom in the 1970s. Witness Lee brought this ministry to the United States in 1962 and began speaking these life study messages in 1974, completing it in 1995. To find out more, you can visit our website, lifestudy.com. Again, that's lifestudy.com. Now, let's join today's program. Throughout the ages, great kingdoms and great nations have battled and men have fought and died. These kingdoms would come and go and new kings would appear on the scene. This kind of earthly activity was especially prevalent during the time of Daniel in the Old Testament and much of Daniel's time was occupied by his concern and prayer for Israel. In chapter 10, the Lord himself appeared to Daniel as a man and he gave Daniel a look into the unseen spiritual activity going on behind the scenes while all these things were taking place on earth in the physical realm. We also get a glimpse into the unseen spiritual realm on today's Life Study of the Bible from the book of Daniel. And joining us to help us uh, see this unseen realm is Dick Taylor. Dick, thank you for being with us. You're welcome, Chris. I'm very happy to be here to see the real scene. Well, Dick, this chapter today, chapter 10, is not an easy one. We really pray that the Lord would be with us and be able to join our speaking to make it clear the points that we want to make. But if our listeners can get a glimpse, they're really in for something very special today, aren't they? They surely are. Let's look at some verses, Dick, in chapter 10, and hopefully uh, we'll get the scene set here as Daniel is consumed with his prayer for Israel. Uh, Beginning at verse 2, it says, In those days I, Daniel, had been mourning for three full weeks. I lifted up my eyes and looked, and there was a certain man clothed in linen, whose loins were girded with the fine gold of Euphaz. His body also was like beryl, his face like the appearance of lightning, his eyes like torches of fire, his arms and his feet like the gleam of polished bronze, and the sound of his words like the sound of a multitude. And at that moment a hand touched me and sent me trembling on my knees and the palms of my hands. And he said to me, Daniel, man of preciousness, understand the words that I am about to tell you and stand in your place, for I have now been sent to you. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me for twenty-one days. But now Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me. For I remained there alone with the kings of Persia. Then he said, Do you know why I have come to you? And now I will return to fight with the prince of Persia. So I go forth, and the prince of Javan is now about to come. However, I will tell you what is inscribed in the writing of truth. Yet there is no one who holds strongly with me against these ones except Michael, your prince." Dick, mysterious words, but nonetheless, uh, they're going to reveal much for us today, won't they? 
from these verses you just read, Chris, the description of this certain man, which is Christ, surely reminds you of the description of the Son of Man in Revelation chapter 1, doesn't it? It really does. Well, Dick, today we have one of the most difficult chapters in the Old Testament to understand, but we have a key that unlocks the mystery in these verses, and that is the view of the spiritual scene behind the physical scene. First, a certain man appeared to Daniel, this one you just described, after he'd been fasting and praying for three weeks. Then he's told by a messenger, an angelic messenger, about a fight or a battle that took place with the prince of Persia and another with the prince of Greece, this Javan. And then Michael, the archangel of God's mentioned. Dick, all of this was too much for poor Daniel, and he had nothing to do but fall on his face, as I'm sure we would also do in such a circumstance. That's true. But yet he tells us that he understood. What's the key for us to be able to understand such a vision? The key point here is not the interpretation of the four persons or spirits, but the key here is to realize that behind the physical, visible scene is the unseen spiritual scene and spiritual world. And that in this unseen world, this spiritual world, the preeminent one, the top one, is Christ. And as revealed in these verses, that certain, excellent, wonderful, precious man. We surely need to realize that in God's move, in his economy, there is a struggle. But the winner in this spiritual world where there's the struggle is this wonderful Christ revealed here in these verses as a certain man. And I I would even say, Chris, we don't even want to delve into the spiritual realm or the spiritual world without firstly touching this one, without firstly coming to this one, without firstly seeing this one, because he is the preeminent one in God's spiritual world. May we give our full attention to the scene behind the scenes, and especially to this preeminent, excellent, precious Christ. Well, Dick, Daniel saw this certain man. Of course, he was not the first one to see such a man. Abraham, in the book of Genesis, chapter 18, also had an encounter with such a one. And though neither Abraham nor Daniel knew him as Jesus, they surely realized that this one, this man, was the Lord himself. Let's join Witness Lee. For us to know... God's economy, especially to know God's economy is for Christ. And teaching Christ as a centrality and universality of God's move. If we are going to see this, first of all, we must see the spiritual things behind the physical scene. And that is the spiritual world. Well, in the spiritual world, I'd like to check to you, who is the top? Christ. In chapter 10, firstly, a marvelous person without a name. The first person. Then four spirits. These are the persons. Among these persons, who is the top one? And this indicates that for us to see the spiritual world behind the physical world, first of all, we have to see Christ. To see him as the top one, as the center, as also the circumference of the entire universe. He is the 
sensuality, and he is also the universality of God's spiritual word. Daniel, a man on earth, set his heart to understand the destiny of Israel. He did this for 21 days. After those 21 days, Daniel saw a particular vision. He saw the excellent Christ. He saw a man, that's Christ, as the centrality and universality of God's move on earth, appear to Daniel for his appreciation, consolation, encouragement, expectation, and stabilization. Before seeing Daniel, the great distress, first of all, God shows Daniel, a man of excellency. And I surely believe he understood that was the Lord as a man. When he appeared as a man to Abraham, just an ordinary man. No particular characteristics. But now to Daniel, my, this man appeared in all kinds of characteristics. So precious, so high. Dick, this is a marvelous uh, description of our Christ. So precious, so high, and so valuable. Amen. Why is it important, Dick, to realize that the one that Daniel saw in this vision was the very Christ, and that this one is the same as the one that appeared to Abraham in Genesis with the two angels when they were on their way to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah? We can see that both his appearance with Abraham and his appearance here to Daniel is as a man, indicating that on God's heart is his move with man and into man for his purpose. The first thing to see here is that God is outside of time because God appeared as a man before he was incarnated Right. Uh, with Abraham. God appeared as a man to Daniel in this vision as a man, yet incarnation apparently happened later. But this just indicates that God's heart is filled with man and that man is the focus of God's eternal economy for his expression. And he's not just a man here, but he's an excellent man. He's a triumphant man. Mm -hmm. And he's the centrality and the universality of God's move in this universe to gain an expression of himself. He's the top one in this unseen world, this spiritual world. There is a struggle going on in this world between the evil powers and the positive powers, between God and between Satan and all of his negative angels. But we have to realize the preeminent one in the spiritual world is this excellent man, and that the struggle is really under his control. He is really the preeminent one and the top one and the victorious one in this struggle. For example, Israel is in captivity under Babylon. But this man, under his administration, with the positive angelic spirits, attacks and arranges and works on the Babylonians when their time is up to release God's people, yet they're not being released. Behind the scenes, he's doing something with the Medes to bring in Darius. And Darius conquers Belshazzar one night when he's drunk. And the whole powerful Babylonian empire is brought down. And the Medes come in. But yet, two years later, 
the Lord raises up a stronger horn called Cyrus. And this is surely something that's transpiring behind the scenes. Apparently, it's just Cyrus coming in. Actually, behind the scenes, the Lord is winning the warfare and administrating to bring Cyrus in because his people still needed to be released from captivity to go back to Israel to build up the temple and to be his testimony. So Cyrus comes in, releases God's people, and he's even called by Daniel a shepherd of God. Well, who did this? The one behind the scenes, this excellent man, Christ. He is the ruler in this unseen world. And I'd say another point, Chris, here is that this wonderful man, this certain man, this excellent Christ, this precious one, came in for Daniel's appreciation, Daniel's consolation, Daniel's encouragement, Daniel's expectation, and Daniel's stabilization. What a wonderful, precious Christ we have as the preeminent one behind the physical scene in the spiritual world. These are the two outstanding points, Dick, of this program. We want to hit them again and again. Number one, this activity in the spiritual realm behind the physical scenes. And I was considering, as you were speaking, even in our lifetime, Dick, there have been things that have gone on for which there are no practical, reasonable explanations. That's true. The nation of Israel reemerging after nearly 2,000 years, surely this is the result of behind-the-scenes activity. Amen. And the fall of uh, communism in the, the Soviet Union and the nations in Eastern Europe, this again, uh, it happened so dramatically, so suddenly, surely the result of behind-the-scenes activity. Amen. Absolutely. But before, as you said very early, I want to come back to this point, before we see this behind-the-scenes activity we need to see the preeminent one behind the scenes. That's right. The excellent man, this certain man, clothed with linen, girded at the loins with gold, and with a body that had the appearance of beryl, a precious stone. Let's join Witness Lee. This excellent Christ, the centrality of God's move on earth, appeared to Daniel in his priesthood. He appeared to Daniel not wearing the uh, armor for fighting. Here he appeared in a linen robe. According to Old Testament, the linen robe is a priestly robe. Then what? The second, in his kingship, signified by what? The golden girdle. You know, the girdle is to strengthen you. And this surely indicates his kingship. And his kingship is not linen, signified by linen, but signified by gold. His priesthood is human. His kingship is divine. Number three, in the preciousness and dignity, signified by what? By the precious tongue. Well... The significance of the precious stones in figures and typology is by their color. Beryl is in a blue and green color. Blue signifies the heavens. Green signifies life. Our Christ, in his embodiment, he is divine of life and heavenly. So... Here is his preciousness. If you were Daniel, after seeing such a figure, such an image, what would you think about? This one 
is valuable, full of words, is precious. And we know this is our Christ, who is a man as the centrality and universality of God's move to carry out his economy. We know this. He is so precious, so bright, so shining, so enlightening. He's such a one, separating us, ruling over us as a priest and as a king. This is wonderful. This is why we need to study the Old Testament about Christ. Yeah, Dick, that's a wonderful point. Many of these things we can't see really in the New Testament is a description, but the Old Testament gives us quite a view. Under God's mercy, Daniel got this view of Christ to see how dear and how precious he really is and to also see him in these many aspects. We all need to see the Christ that Daniel saw, the one that's clothed in linen, girded with gold, and as such a precious stone. Share a bit more, Dick, about these characteristics that we could all be infused with such a vision of the excellent Christ of Daniel 10. Like you said, Chris, Daniel got a marvelous view of Christ to see how dear and how precious he is. I like how our brother Lee used this word precious and how valuable he is. There's just nobody like this Christ in the whole universe. I appreciate the details here, such as the linen garment, indicating that he's a priest. And this shows that he's taking good care of his people. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, you have the gold indicating his strength in divinity. He is just too precious. For example, with Israel, while he's bringing them through much perfecting and adjusting and equipping, even through their captivity and everything, still he's the fine shepherd as the priest. On the other hand, you can see him ruling over the nations so that eventually Israel can go back to their homeland, build up the temple, and become the Lord's testimony. The Lord is the powerful king, signified by the gold, and he's the precious caring priest, signified by the linen. So he's taking good care of his people, shepherding them, on the other hand, ruling over all the nations for the sake of his testimony. I like the fact, Chris, that as the Lord is a wonderful shepherd and king, he was preparing Israel at this time for his first coming. And today, you consider Israel, he's doing the same thing, preparing Israel, the whole Middle East, and this whole globe for his second coming. Who is this Christ? He's the triumphant one, the excellent one. Uh, Dick, Witness Lee has used this term several times in this life study, and we've really never defined it that much for our listeners. Christ being the centrality and universality. What do these refer to? Christ is the centrality and universality in God's move in his economy. What does this mean? This means he's everything. He's the priest. He's the king. He's the bright one. He's the shining one. He's the excellent one. He is everything that God needs, everything that man needs for the accomplishment of his purpose. So centrality and universality indicates he's everything from center to circumference for God's move on this earth. Isn't this man valuable? Mm, He is most valuable, most precious. Dick, we want to go once again to Witness Lee and now look at this spiritual scene going on behind the scenes. Then, following this vision concerning Christ as such a precious one in God's move on this earth, still something, the evil prince of the kingdom Persia, that evil prince must be a rebellious spirit. 
an angel, a rebellious angel, who became an evil spirit, followed Satan in his rebellion against God, and he, this one, became a prince of the kingdom of Persia. Must be commissioned by Satan. You go to help Persia, which stood. The、uh, sent angelic messenger, probably one of the chief princes, for twenty-one days. The two were there struggling for twenty-one days while Daniel was praying, physically seen by people. While Daniel was doing this, a spiritual struggling was going on in the air between two spirits. One is the passive; the other is the negative. One belonged to Satan; another one belonged to God. They were fighting there because this messenger was sent by God in answering to Daniel's prayer. Yet the evil spirit would not allow this passive spirit to get through. So there was a struggling. So this vision is concerning the great distress. And that distress is a struggling, and that struggling was a war in the air, not seen by physical eyes. Even Christ, the physical eyes didn't see it. Only Daniel saw Christ, because that is something spiritual, not physical. The physical view doesn't avail to see Christ. Today, in the eyes of the world people, who is this? But today, we, under God's mercy, with the spiritual view, we surely see our dear and precious Christ Amen. in what He is. We also see behind the physical fighting there is the spiritual aspect. Unfortunately, our time is very short. But I have to pick up this point. He said, "The world may say, 'Who is Jesus? Who is Jesus?' But we've been given eyes to see a most precious, excellent one." Dick, as Daniel saw this excellent Christ, he eventually was allowed to see the struggle taking place in the air. Is this relevant to us today, Dick? Many believers watch the current world events in anticipation of the Lord's coming. But is there such behind-the-scenes activity going on even this day? I believe both of us would say, "Amen."、Yes. That's really true. You take a little country like Israel, you realize how critical it is to the Lord's coming, and you see just this little country, but it's the center of the news almost every day. You realize what a struggle. Apparently, it's just between these countries. Actually, it's behind the scenes in the spiritual world. But the wonderful thing is to realize the preeminent one in this spiritual world is this excellent Christ. And what he needs is for we believers in our daily life to give him the preeminence,、mm-hmm. as realizing Chris that sometimes it may not be a big number of people, but if they in their daily lives together give Christ the preeminence because he is the preeminent one, and they give him the first love, the Lord can do a lot behind the scenes to end this age and to bring in His kingdom. Lord, Thy kingdom come. Amen, Dick. It's very easy to look at this book of Daniel and see 
oh, the prophecies and go back and look at history and see how Daniel predicted this and that, and they've all come to pass and be quite amazed. But as we sit here now near the end of this life study, I am most appreciative to the Lord for this view of this excellent preeminent one behind the scenes. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Dick, for your fellowship. Let me leave you with our toll-free number and invite you to call today. It's 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888-543-3788. For Dick Taylor, I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you for listening today. Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. If you'd like to read the works of Witness Lee and Watchman Nee, just visit our website, ministrybooks.org. From there, you'll find over 600 complete titles available to read online free of charge. Witness Lee's ministry stood squarely on the shoulders of his mentor and co-worker, Watchman Nee as well as those of countless ministers of the New Testament throughout the ages. The riches contained in his life study of the Bible represent the top, the cream of his 70-plus years of ministry and range in topic from lessons for new believers to commentary and exposition on passages from every book of the Bible. But they all contain practical and deeper truths about the Christian life. Again, this wonderful online resource is available to you free of charge at ministrybooks.org. If you have questions or comments about this ministry or the program you heard today, email us, radio at lsm.org, or call us toll-free, 888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 1-888-543-3788. Thanks for listening today.